up, everybody? Welcome to the best gaming podcast ever, brought to you by GameRanks.com. You're listening to Swing Ding by Rockout. Let me introduce the cast. Josh? Hey. That's still great. I <laughs> haven't made that joke in a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Dennis? Hey. Myself, Jacob, and GameRanks writer slash video content producer, Jen. I'm the token female right now. Molly's out. <laughs> I'm token female. <laughs> You're the only one with the title, I noticed, too. <laughs> I yeah. made up that title, so... <laughs> All the titles are made up. Yeah. Wait, if you made up your title, why didn't you do something better than video content producer? You could have been, like, Grand Wizard of Game Ranks. Oh, well. I think that title's already taken. By I'm the pretty K- sure the K- Grand K- Wizard. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're this pretty- is not... I will not be racist on this podcast. I will not be racist on two podcasts in, in one week, all right? No I hate way. black people. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's okay to say things like that, though, because we're video game journalists. And we're not respected anyway. I said it. Well, I think this is the fastest we've ever degraded on a podcast. It went downhill very rapidly. But now the audience is hooked, and they're actually going to listen to us talk about how Sony is planning to cut 10,000 jobs in the next few months. So. I would give that segment a 5 out of 10, Jacob. 5 out of 10. Well, I tried, so it, it counts, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what's the deal with these job cuts? Yeah, yeah, it's just Sony not being good. I mean, when I, when I heard about this, I was like, Apparently, Zipper Interactive getting closed was not a fluke, and I, I expect there will be other companies who will be shut down. There are a lot of layoffs happening in the next couple months as well. Well, you know, Sony's a yeah. big company. It's They don't just make video game stuff. I mean, this is their, their whole company, like their, their TV division. and Yeah, yeah. It's, it's was, mostly the TV divisions. Yeah. But even in their gaming space, they haven't been doing so hot. Like, you know... It's just compared to Nintendo and uh, uh, Microsoft, it hasn't it hasn't been their most fruitful endeavor since the PS2 era. Yeah. Well, Nintendo's posting losses too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about just overall though. Ever since this generation has started, you know, I'd, I'd say Nintendo is still doing better overall. I mean, yeah. late, lately they're not doing so hot, but that's why they're coming out with the Wii U. They're jumping on it. Really, Microsoft, you don't hear anything bad about their financials. I wonder if that's just because they have so many other wildly successful well, it's divisions because that they, they, have, they don't care. They, they have windows. live. Yeah, that's true. That's a, probably a good source of income for them. It's like $60 a year for basically a service that you know Nintendo and Sony are providing for free. Nintendo does not provide an online service. You, you take that back right <laughs> now. <laughs> Okay, I take it back. I'm sorry, Josh. I mean, Chode. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, are you familiar? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, for those of you who don't know, Jen and I are engaged. You might be a little confused by some of the conversation, unless you know that. We're actually in the same house right now. We're in two separate rooms. It's very awkward. This is how it and is she all promises. The time. She promises that she's just going to attack me during the middle of the podcast yeah. randomly. Whenever I say execute Tango Delta Alpha, I want you to run in the other room and punch him in the face. Okay. So okay. Tango, I can do that. 
Tango Delta Alpha. Okay. This is like a Manchurian candidate execute. scenario. <laughs> but uh, back to if I see Josh just playing Darksiders, I will go in and punch him immediately because that's my game right now. I'm playing Darksiders. He's not allowed to. So. Whoa, whoa. Okay, we're mixing everything up. We'll Tango talk about Delta Alpha. Tango Delta Alpha. Sony. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, back to Sony. Back to Sony. Um, yeah. I actually thought this was a little bit strange because they have a, they have a long history of like supporting their studios, and I think this, what that sort of theory that, or uh, mantra that they run by is coming back to bite them in the asshole a little bit because it's they have to support these companies even though they're making losses when Microsoft has what like three first party studios now, and Sony has like a ton. I couldn't even make a number but it's over like 20 10 10 okay 20 is 10 uh, dude actually. i just know yeah. they have a lot okay yeah yeah it's a lot but yeah supporting all those studios is that is bound to like drag on your monetary uh sector a little bit yeah. definitely anyways yeah, it doesn't on. you know yeah the products don't sell <laughs> Moving on, our next piece of news is also Sony-related. A post went up today on the official PlayStation Facebook that teases an April 19th reveal. We expect that it will be God of War 4, um, and there's a sneaking suspicion running around the industry that it will be unveiled on Spike's Game Trailers TV, um, which airs at, like, midnight or something crazy. Uh, so look for that. Um, after all the job listings I've seen, Coming from, I believe, it's Sony Santa Monica. This is hardly a surprise for God of War 4, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they leaked it by accident about... a few months ago. What's that, they Ian? They leaked it, like, four different times. Yeah. Like, they leaked it, yeah, by accident. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean there I'm have excited, been though. so many rumors. I don't know. It's the worst-kept secret in gaming, I think. <laughs> And, like, they were so adamant about ending the series with God of War 3. Like, before the game came out, they are like, guys, this is it. We're not making any more God of Wars. Sorry. And now God of War 4 is coming out, like, almost a year and a, a, year and a half later, if I remember correctly. Yep. Or the I think it may be a little more than that. But, yeah, the tagline that it says is, will vengeance bring redemption? <laughs> what other games are there? That they're going to be talking about. It's going to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. oh so hope for that. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a little research on April 19th to see if anything epic happened in, on April 19th, but I think Sony just threw out a date and they're like, screw it, we're, we're announcing God of War 4 on this date. Because there's not absolutely nothing that has happened. There's nothing that has happened, except for the only thing that's Sony-related, and it's not even really Sony-related, is uh, a Francis Drake expedition. <laughs> the instant I read that, I'm like, oh my god, Uncharted 4. <laughs> but I doubt I doubt they're announcing something for Naughty Dog, so I don't think so. I just want Naughty Dog to go back to making Jack and Daxter. <laughs> I was, cartoon animal games are dead. <laughs> Ian. Cartoon animal <laughs> games. <laughs> It's true, isn't well, it? I mean, like, they don't make those anymore. There's going to be a new Sly Cooper. Maybe I was that's going to sell ridiculously well. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, think just Ian, I think Ian was talking more about, like, when there's the main hero, and then he has, like, a companion who's a pet. 
Those games really are dead. How many were there, though, that were like... Jack and Daxter is it. (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie? Jack actually... Yeah, I thought that Jack wasn't actually like a humanoid. I thought he was just like anthropomorphic, but yeah. (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. I I was talking to somebody about Spyro. He's not a human. (laughs) (laughs) But he's an anthropomorphic bear, okay? (laughs) Yeah, but he stands on two feet. But he doesn't ride a unicycle, okay? So he's not like... He's not a, a typical circus bear, all right? <laughs> oh, man. So, what could this be if it's not God of War 4? Any guesses? Hello. Well, it'd have to be Uncharted 4. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Hello, Kitty Island Adventures 2, okay? What if they Which just announced really on April really 19th dark, that yeah. they're cutting more jobs? <laughs> this is, it's just a countdown. They're cutting a lot more jobs. <laughs> Thank God. The, the April, the April nineteenth reveal is that everybody that Sony has ever let go is joining up and creating a studio about how terrible, or like they're going to create a game that's about how terrible Sony is. So that's for some reason Sony is announcing <laughs> it. I don't know. In this, <laughs> so it's God of War four because all of our alternatives are terrible. <laughs> that is true. Except for Uncharted. But it's not Uncharted. That's true. It's not Uncharted 4, that's right. <laughs> I think we're all resolute on the fact that it is God of War 4. So, uh, let's go ahead and... Move. Look at his vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our next piece of news. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the announcement of Dark Souls Prepare to Die edition. For those of you who don't know, this is a PC port from the console versions and will use Microsoft's games for Windows. Um, I think it goes without saying there's been a good deal of gamer outrage with this development. (laughs) It's just so disheartening because everybody was like, oh, we'll start a petition and convince them to bring Dark Souls to the PC. And they're like guess what? It's coming to the PC, and we're all, yeah, we won! We're gonna get what we wanted for once! Yeah, the gaming I know. Listen to us. And then, they tell us we have games for Windows Live on this, so, I don't know. It's just a roller coaster of emotion. Like, uh... Maybe you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I honestly, I think the second petition, the first one was fine, but I think the second petition is a little bit self-entitled. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> Of course it is. Okay, but when people say self-entitled, especially when when they talk about, like, video games and stuff, people get really mad really quickly. Whitey babies! Yeah. But what has has the industry proved to us lately that if, like, we don't get exactly what we want, we're going to bitch and moan about it until it's changed? I mean, that's... That's the way... The past month has proven so much of that. It's like, if, if the... If this could not have come out at a worse time. Like, I could not I could not pick a worse time. Like, whenever everybody's in a uproar about Mass Effect 3, everybody wants their money back for, for Mass Effect 3 and for Silent Hill HD Collection, and Amazon is bending like a little bitch, which I think is so awful. And now this is happening, and it's like, you know, Games for Windows... I get it, Games for Windows Live is, is something that I feel like my mom accidentally buys me. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got you this game! I look at it and I'm like, oh, mom, it's Games for Windows Live. That was a really Take nice it try. It was a nice it try. With fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, there's my, this. My problem Sorry, with yeah. the. Yeah. My problem with the Games for Windows Live thing is 
I mean, it's not that it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But uh, it's the way that people are responding. They, it, they're saying that it justifies them pirating the game. You know? And That's ridiculous. Yeah, in all here, honesty... In all honesty, I'm betting the number one reason why From Software went with Games for Windows Live is because Microsoft offered them uh, a networking solution because on 360 and PS3, they didn't have to come up with their own networking solution. They went through the, the services. They don't have any experience doing that on PC, and they would have to yeah, set up their own servers. Steam. It would like, be such a pain. Yeah, it's not that game is not built around a peer-to-peer architecture, which is what most console developers who go to PC use to get around stuff. They they kind of need to. I mean, they also just announced that they're shutting down the the Demon Souls. Yeah, which servers. is like you're shutting down the game. You won't be able to play it at all. <laughs> no, you can play. You just can't play it online. You can't do any oh, of the cool okay. stuff. Well, like, let's just let's just get real for a second, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just said let's get real. Okay. So, um, 50% of the people who signed for this petition probably aren't even going to buy the game in the first place, even if it wasn't on Microsoft's uh, Windows whatever thing, right? Okay, so when you think about that, then I totally lost my train of thought. And... (laughs) (laughs) Allow me to pick up where you left off. Half the people are talking about it, and they're just bitching and moaning. They're not actually planning to participate in the Dark Souls universe. They're probably too, uh, I don't know, scared to do so, because, you know, Dark Souls is so <laughs> difficult. I know I'm scared. That's why I haven't played Dark Souls yet. Um, but I, I don't know. Well, it's it's unfortunate that the, the thing that outrages me most about this that I think everyone is glazing over is the lack of updated graphics like that. That tears at my heart so much. Like, I wanted this to look spectacular on my laptop, and I'm going to have to settle for it on my PlayStation 3. I remember what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is uh, any relevancy that Dark Souls had is pretty much all the way gone by now. And with all the people who signed that petition, like I said, like 50% of them just signed it to sign it because they're keyboard warriors. And this is not going to prove fruitful for the company. I'm just saying. This thing's going to sell yeah, like 10,000 to 20,000 copies, and that's going to be it. It's going to do worse than like, here's, here's what, like what was, Wii Music. Here's what, yeah, here's what I was thinking. Like The people at Trom Software, the director is like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Your idea is bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, they listened to the petition, and, and they thought, you know, hey, we're going to get the PC gamers, Steam, 2 million sold, and now it's like, eh, you know, like, half of them aren't even going to buy it again. But, like, yeah. what would happen was if it went on Steam, and it would have been a lot better for uh, From Software, yeah. is it would have gone up on Steam. It could still go on Steam. It could still go on Steam with Games for Windows well, Live integration. I mean, Bioshock 2 did... Okay, so, well, okay, it's fine. Not then I'll continue my thought, but on the basis that it does go to Steam. If it does go to Steam, then I see this going a lot better for the company because Steam's going to put up like an offer on their front page. Everybody's going to mm-hmm. see it, and then you're like, "Holy crap! Dark Souls is on PS on the PC. I'm going to buy it." And that's what's going to happen if it goes on Steam. But I think if it stays on Microsoft's Games for Windows Live or whatever the heck it is, then I don't think this is going to go very well. Just simply put. I would be surprised if they didn't bring it to Steam. Considering, I know Namco Bandai really doesn't have a history of putting any games on Steam because they barely ever do PC stuff. 
But I think it's the smart move, and I think they will, will do that. On the other hand, I think it would be hysterical if if they react to this petition and just go, you know what, we're not making it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Would this is up. why we don't have nice things. <laughs> Dennis, you've been awfully quiet. You have anything you want to say on the subject, bud? Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, unless anybody else has anything else they want to say, we'll move on to our hot topic. No, apparently. I'm good. Okay. So this week for our hot topic, we're going to discuss EA and their PR problems. And if you're anywhere in the gaming industry, you probably know what we're talking about. Um, I know the gist of it, but there's a lot of complicated things that have been going on. So I'm going to hand it off to Josh, who has been more up to date on it. So, Josh. Oh, I'm not even remotely close to up to date. There's so much stuff going on. But the basic gist of it is, EA came out and they're like, oh, we've been getting all this hate mail from people who are upset that we put gay relationships in our games because Mass Effect 3 obviously has both lesbian and gay relationships. Uh, I think they just added some stuff to the Old Republic that does things along the same lines. And so they basically, EA contacted some blogs and issued a statement about how they're getting all this hate mail and then they said that they're going to start a petition and people who support EA's choice to put gay relationships in games should sign the petition. And so that's, like, on the surface, that's a good thing. We should want equality in games. You should want good portrayals of all kinds of relationships. I think that's smart. But then other people are saying, well, clearly EA is just doing this so they can get some good PR on the heels of the Mass Effect 3 debacle and then winning the Worst Company in America Award from the Consumerist. (laughs) And some people are saying that uh, they've been stuffing the petition with, with bots that are signing it so they can look like there are all these people who support EA now. And it's just a, a huge, huge clusterfuck. And speaking of somebody who hates EA, I have to say, I don't like EA. I think that if you're supporting gay rights, you should do it without saying that you support EA because I think it's just a good thing to do regardless. Uh it does seem a little sleazy and a little bit underhanded and a little bit manipulative, but then again, I can't really say because I'm not inside EA. I don't know how things work. Well, they okay. start the petition. Somebody else did. Well, as I That's told true. you guys before the podcast, I just, I don't care. Why is everybody so mad? I just want to play video games and have a good time. <laughs> but, yeah. I know. It's like... It's- it's losing its focus. People are like, oh, EA is evil. You know, they, 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 they didn't listen to the Bioware, blah, 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 and the ending sucked. EA is the worst company ever because Bioware sucks. Yeah, it's like, guys, this is a fucking game. Just get over it. Exactly. Thank you, Ian. That is exactly my thinking. Just let us play video games. Let's all have fun. Let's go do something. Yeah. Let's have an adventure. I think that, I think that it's... Sorry, you go oh, sorry, first. Go ahead. Um, no, you go first. Jen, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that it's just sad. The only problem that I really have with it, you know, outside of, you know, Mass Effect 3 and every, the shitstorm that EA has swirling around them, what seems like constantly, is that, uh, you know, it feels a little bit like they're, it, I'm worried that they're using LGBT issues to 
to like boost their company in the public light. And whether that's a bad thing or a good thing is still to be decided because even if they're faking it, even if they're faking this, this like fake, you know, oh, people hate the, the gay relationships in Mass Effect 3, they're still drawing awareness to something that's happening. And whether that's, you know, whether that's bad or not is yet to be decided. They did it before with, uh, with Dante's Inferno. You know, they had that, that fake uh, Christian protest. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had the fake Christian protests. That, uh, it was a few years ago that they, you know, they made it seem like nobody, like, oh, you're going to go to hell if you play Dante's Inferno. This game is terrible. Just to, like, you know, the negative press would get positive backswing on it. And I don't know. It's whether it's whether the ends justify the means, I guess. Because, yes, EA might be trying to trick gamer the gaming community, and that's, you know, it's a bear you don't really want to poke. But they are raising awareness for LGBT issues in, in video games. Seriously, though, I think like 75% of the internet and people that are in it are just saying things. That's all they do. It's like 25% of them doesn't matter. They're not even going to follow up on anything that they say. And then the other 25% might actually like do something, write an article or do something like that. But the rest of them are just going to sit there and be useless in regards to this problem. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, yeah. I mean, most people just like to sit on the sidelines and maybe throw a couple of peanuts, you know? They're yeah, exactly. They're, they're throwing they're, peanuts. They're, they're not even they throwing shit. They're just throwing peanuts. Yeah. Boiled peanuts. And, so they stick and they smell and it's like, Delicious it. boiled peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> hate boiled peanuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like, uh, okay, like a few months ago, I remember this we, because I think Elizabeth made the post. A few months ago in January, uh, the this Family Research Council (FRC) they came out and said, you know, we don't like uh, we don't like EA because of the gay relationships in their games. And EA didn't make a big deal out of it. Like that that was actually happening in a few mainstream news sites, which covered the, the story, but it went nowhere because uh, back then nobody hated EA. There was no concerted effort to make the company look like assholes. So I think what happened was. Um, like a few weeks ago, you know, when the whole shitstorm of the consumers went down and, uh, you know, the Mass Effect thing came about, someone at EA decided, you know, hey, you know what, I, I think I'll just bring this issue up again. And, you know, that's what happened. And unfortunately, well, it's, you know, it's, it's not the first time they've been control. accused of that. It's not the yeah, first time they've been accused of that, is it? Ow! No, it's not. She hit me. She hit me. Because there was, there was that thing... There was that thing with uh, the female writer, right, who wrote for Dragon Age, and Jennifer Hepler. Yeah, some people, some people accused EA of basically telling news sites, "Oh, we're getting all this hate mail towards her and anti, anti-feminine things, all these sexist comments." And people looked into it, and it seemed like they were just dredging up old stuff to make the company look good. I mean. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past EA. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a twofold issue. Like, it's not EA alone. It's also, it's also uh, 4chan. I mean, if you go to 4chan, you can see that. I mean, if you, if you, if you go there from time to time, like I do sometimes, because that's kind of what I do. I mean, I have to find out what the hell people are talking about, right? Uh, like, it's been there for like a year that people were making fun of Jennifer Hepler. It's not a new thing. You know, it's a, uh, 
uh, they've been talking about her for about a year at 4chan when they did the 4chan video game awards the whole thing was about making fun of Dragon Age 2 and Jennifer Heffler. I mean, you can watch the, the videos on YouTube. It's right there. They, they just keep making jokes about her. And, like, nobody in the gaming press cared about it because apparently people in the gaming press only, you know, report the news and somebody sends them a news tip, you know? Or, or if it gets front page and Reddit, otherwise they don't give a shit. It's, it's true. It's, it's very sad, you know? News happens. Nobody follows up on it because it's not on Reddit. So what happened was somebody posted up the... Uh, why Dragon Age 2 sucked, and it had, you know, Jennifer Hapless picture there, and it went viral on Reddit, it went viral on Twitter, and then that's when the, you know, the journalists started talking about it, and then EA jumped on it and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been facing the sort of, uh, you know, anti-woman attacks from these uh, Bioware haters, and, you know, because, I mean, they have to say something, right? I mean, it makes them look good. So that's what they did, and... You know, that's why they, it seems like as if they were dredging it up. It's actually just a new cycle being really fucking slow on the uptake. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, the yeah. thing that's interesting to me is there's all this talk that EA supports gay relationships or whatever, but it's really just Bioware. Like, am I wrong yeah. here? No, you're not wrong. There's no other, I mean, they don't make other games that have gay relationships in them. Except for the, the gay relationship DLC pack for Battlefield 3. <laughs> Close Quarters <laughs> Romance, I think is what it was called. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I would totally be down with that. Like, if, <laughs> if, they, if they actually made that, I would just, like, love Bioware forever. I remember... Do you guys remember a Kotaku article written by someone we follow on Twitter? He, he wrote about how um, the, uh, Battlefield 3 was homophobic because, you know, you, you call people cocksuckers in the game. And I disagree with that. I don't think it's homophobic at all. You know, I mean, it's 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 just a cuss word, but they're not calling people the f word or something. Yeah, the unquestioned homophobia in Battlefield Three. Yeah, first that's time cool. I heard I'm getting my shit pushed in during a multiplayer match of Battlefield Three it was from the month of an acquaintance in party chat. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one. I mean, they they said I'm getting my shit pushed in, you know, when they get shot and and or kill that cocksucker. I think that's and funny. I don't think that's homophobic. It's funny as hell, and it's not homophobic. Yeah, I don't. It's, I, it's honestly a pretty accurate portrayal of the way soldiers talk. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you've seen our armed forces on YouTube, but they're not exactly the cleanest people. <laughs> I mean, they, they blow up cows and they kick cats off of cliffs. Okay. Hey, come on. There's just one guy. Those are our soldiers. That is them. <laughs> That's just one guy, okay? But uh no, seriously, uh it's it's just a realistic portrayal of soldiers, you know, where they curse, they slur, they 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 say they might even say racist things. I mean, if you've ever seen uh you know documentaries about soldiers, they they say racist things, but they're not actually racist. You know, it's just stuff that comes out in the heat of the moment. And, I mean, if you're living in a cushy environment away from Afghanistan and you don't know what suffering looks like, then, yeah, you might get offended by it. But uh, it's not really a big deal, you know. And it, people to, to say, oh, it promotes a sort of behavior. No, it doesn't. There are worse things. You could, these people should, like, go to grade school and see what kids are calling each other. Yeah, you know? I know, and that's what it's this like, whole shut the fuck up. That's what this whole EA thing can be summarized. It, it's not a big deal. That's it. Yeah, and people it's not are a big deal. You give anything to people on the internet for them to freak out about, 
And rest assured, they will freak out about it because they have nothing else better to freak out about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to make any stereotypes, but people are sitting around doing nothing, and that's what they do. Well, not. I don't want to negate what you said because I do agree that the whole EA thing is kind of a whole lot of nothing, and I think it's just going to fizzle out and nobody's going to care. Just like all the negative press about EA, honestly. But I think it is important to have positive uh, depictions of gay and lesbian individuals in video games. I think it's something that gets overlooked. I think the gaming community can be a little homophobic from time to time. And I think we should admit that and be open about it. But I just don't necessarily know that I agree with EA using this as a way to get people talking about EA in a positive light. And I definitely don't think it's a big deal that they get some hate mail from people about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, those hate groups are always around. In the 1950s, they were probably campaigning about, uh, you know, black and white desegregation. They were like, oh, you can't put black kids in white schools, you know. And now, you know, they're whining about gay relationships because they they know that their time has come. You know, they're they're done. All right. Well, we spent a good deal of time in our hot topic today. Um, we're already over our you know our time limit, even though we never follow that time limit. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and get into what we've been playing. Let's try and keep it a little bit lower than normal if we can. Yes. Um, yes. Let's start off with Jen. Tell us what you've been playing. Um, like currently, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, what is the the boundaries? Yeah, like- just talk about what you've been playing um, this week. Just try not to be like five minutes or, you know, okay, something crazy. Cool. Um, uh, about a week ago, I, I played Journey through, the whole way through, and it was awesome. I played with one person uh, the whole time. They were my partner, and Josh was not jealous, which was good. Uh, but I really liked the game. I thought it was awesome. I liked how it broke down language barriers. That was fantastic. Now I'm playing Darksiders, which is a little less mindful. Um, it's, you know, it's just kind of like... You go in there, it's a, a dark Zelda game meets God of War, so very fun. I'm surprised nobody told me to play that game, because I'm loving it. It's a great game. I was tweeting about it for months, or weeks, anyway. <laughs> like I, months. <laughs> I actually have an interesting story about Darksiders. I, uh, I was 99% of the way through the game. Like I think that's what was actually on the menu screen that uh, was, you know, showing me. And, um... I, it had gotten to the point where I'd rented this game for like two or three weeks straight. I just not had the time to sit down and play it for ungodly amounts of time. And um, I finally got to like the fourth week or whatever of renting it. And I was like, this is just not worth it. I'm not going to pay another like $10, $5 or whatever it was to rent this game for another week. And so I still haven't completed Darksiders. <laughs> I don't know what the last boss is. I don't know what happens at the end of Darksiders because I didn't want to pay $5 to rent the game for another week. <laughs> and now I can't access my old save data because L.A. Noor fried my old PS3 and there's three holes in the back of my old PS3. So I can't really repair that and go wow. back and play it. Duct tape. <laughs> so, yeah. Can you take out the hard drive? Because it's very easy to remove. Can I put the old hard? Can I put the hard drive from old PS3s into the new PS3s? Yeah, yeah, you oh, can. Okay, yeah, so I, I could probably so. go back and do that. Yep. Anyways, um, anything else, Jen? Uh, that's really it. Try to focus on one game at a time. Darksiders yeah. is it for me right now. 
That's me too. It's always UFC three. Um, oh, oh wait! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I beat I beat Skyrim. I beat Skyrim finally. Woo! I feel like I've been playing that game forever, so beating Skyrim doesn't really register as much with me or resonate. But yeah, I beat it. I'm very happy. That's all. How do you beat Skyrim? I, beat I played it. it. I played it for like 170 hours. I think oh. I beat it. <laughs> I, I beat it too. You want to know how? Oh. I got the platinum trophy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways, Ian, you're up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been playing racing games lately. I've uh, been uh, playing um, Dirt Three. Racer, go Speed Racer. No, not Speed Racer. Did, no, did they even have a Speed, speed Racer racing game? Because mm. probably. Yeah, but now yeah, I've been playing Dirt Three, and and it's a fun game. Like I I sucked at first. So when I first started playing it, I sucked. I was like, oh my god, this is so hard. I can't even beat the uh, the computer. You know, I'm like eighth place, and <laughs> I started bitching on Twitter about how hard this game is, and. Uh, as usual, I went back and played it, and now I'm I got gold in the whole first campaign, <laughs> nice. which is uh, basically first yeah first place in every single mission. And uh, some missions took me like an hour or two to you know to actually get first place because I'd be trying over and over again. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and besides that, I've been playing Binary Domain. Oh yeah, tell us something about that. Okay. Binary Domain is a third-person shooter. It's a cover-based shooter in the vein of uh, Gears of War and Mass Effect, but it's better than Mass Effect. Like, uh, you know, big statement. It is. I mean, people. Uh, Mass Effect has a great universe, great story, great characters, etc. But the combat is really not as good as Binary Domain. In Binary Domain, there are no health bars. Instead, when you shoot an enemy parts of its body fall off. Like, they're all robots. You only fight robots in the game. And there's a variety of robots. as you know, uh, regular mechs. There's gigantic spider mechs and so on. And shooting them is to take them apart. And that is what the combat is like. And it's really, really visceral. If, uh, you know, to use an overused word. It's very visceral. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's yeah, still a good word. It's a it good makes word. it sound it's sexy, which is a little confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it confusing? Uh, I don't know. Just is. the game. The game is developed by the people who made Yakuza Four, but it has a very Western aesthetic. It doesn't look Japanese at all. Um, there are parts of it that look Japanese, like when you okay, you have you're you're basically you know you're working for the UN and your whole team is uh, are a bunch of uh, special forces guys, and you know you look very Western, gruff. And when you walk into the Japanese streets of Shibuya, you meet the Japanese yeah. people. They look like the characters in Yakuza 4. So it, it shows a very different aesthetic. And it's very nice to see, you know, the dichotomy between these two groups. Like the Japanese robots have all these, uh, you know, the, all the robots are Japanese. They look very Japanese. Whereas you and your weapons are all very Western. So it, it, it's a very uh, Western Japanese game, and I think it might be one of the first games that the Japanese have actually done right to capture the Western aesthetic, because usually, you know, when they try to make a Western game like, say, Final Fantasy thirteen, it looks very Japanese. It doesn't look Western at all. It doesn't feel Western. The dialogue doesn't feel Western. You know, there's weird pauses and stuff. But here... But they're blonde, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here the, the character interaction is uh, very Western. You actually speak to your characters, and you gain their trust as you play with them. So... It's 
it's, it's, it's a fairly long game. It's maybe 15 hours to 20 hours long. And for a third-person shooter, that's that's very good because other games that I played um, very recently, I finished The Darkness 2. It's about six hours long. And while it was a good game, it um, makes you kind of want more. So, Ian. Yeah. In closing, can I ask you a question? Sure. Does it capture the Western aesthetic well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Josh, how about you take the floor, bud? Oh boy, I've been playing a lot of games. Oh god. Oh no! <laughs> I I played through all of Journey. Sherry touched on that. I just want to say I think that's fantastic. I think it does an excellent job of forcing you to communicate through gameplay. Which sounds crazy, but when you play it, it's just the most natural thing to talk to somebody by making a little beeping noise. And it's just really playful, and I, I had, at the very end of that game, I had some really, really cool moments with a, a perfect stranger, who I think didn't even speak English. I don't think that was his, his native language when I looked at his profile after. So I was really, really impressed by that. Uh, I played through all of Alan Wake on the PC. That game is, is really good. It, there are a few missteps, but I think it's got excellent pacing. It has a really good story. It's well-written. Uh, all in all, it was a very good experience. Uh, and then I I have been playing Alan Wake's American Nightmare, the Xbox Live Arcade follow-up. Uh, I'm not as impressed with that. It's way, way more action-y. It's not scary at all to me, just because everything's way more powerful. They basically went from doing a survival horror game to giving you all kinds of guns and all kinds of ammo to blow everything away. So it's just so much more action-y. It's like the difference between Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 5, basically. I think it's uh, interesting that uh, those are both games that I want to go back and play. Uh, Journey and Alan Wake. I, like those, I still re- those are on the top of my list of going back to. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, and then today I started I Am Alive. And that game seems like it's the shortest thing ever if you don't go exploring for everything. And it's kind of... The the way that it's it's paced is that if you die you can go back to the checkpoint but you have a limited number of retries so if you use up all those retries you have to start from the beginning of the level which is every bit as ridiculous as it sounds i know it's supposed to be difficult but it also makes it so i don't want to go and explore stuff because if i accidentally fall to my death then i lost one of my retries and i would rather save those for when there are people shooting at me so go ahead i've I've just blazed through that game. I'm like 75% of the way done, and I've played it for like two hours. I remember when I first read about I'm Alive, like the first time it ever featured in anybody's like uh, magazine or anything. I read it in Game Informer, and it was like the most promising title ever. Like it was bringing innovating things to the table, and when it finally came out, it just was a letdown, apparently. I would say yes, because I mean, one of the big selling points is that when you're interacting with people, it's not just a shooter and you have to, like, figure out what you're going to do. But it basically boils down every encounter you come to into the same two basic interactions, which is either you don't shoot them and you wait for them to come close to you and then you stab them and then you shoot somebody else. And then it's just there's so little to do when -hmm. you're actually interacting with people. Way less than even in a basic shooter where you have... I guess, a little bit of choice as to what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. This all feels very much like every encounter is just going to be 
a very very simple flow chart that you can look at the the three guys that are there and say oh i have to do this to this guy and this to this guy and this to this guy and it all takes about 10 seconds to do <laughs> and it's just not very exciting at all but the environment is nice isn't it i mean it, it actually yeah it's it's nice it's okay. there's, there's a <laughs> lot it's another of post-apocalyptic walks. world yeah, but it cap it captures the post-apocalyptic feel a lot better than say Rage or even Fallout Three managed to do because you can't see the sun, you know. And yeah, yeah, that's that's a big thing, you know. It's 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 foggy. I never thought dusty. about that, Ian. That is true. You can't see the sun. Yeah. But at the Where's at the, the same time, I kind of feel like uh, even though you know Fallout Three was a little uh, brown and um and uh you know Rage oh, also had the issues with sapia tones um. The, yep. I feel like they hide a lot with the lighting in um, in I Am Alive. Like, they have a lighting effect that just, like, it makes it grainy, and it reminds me of, like, hipstamatic camera shots that girls post on Twitter. Instagram. So I get, yeah, I just get really, really annoyed with looking at it, so I don't like it when he plays it. He's only been playing it for two hours, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a disappointment. Waste the $15. All right, that's what I've been playing. All right. It reminded me of Fallout 1. Which, you know, I liked. So, so Can't I, see the sun. I'll talk about what I've been playing <laughs> a little bit. I have backtracked to Wipeout HD. Um, so I've been playing that a little bit. I like beating my friends in that game. Because if you can get up to a really high zone, um, you are going really fast and it impresses everybody. So that's why I like playing Wipeout HD with my friends. Um, I've been playing League of Legends as always. UFC. Undisputed 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, why was that so funny? Huh? It's just, it's your running joke. Ian has <laughs> at Still Gray, and you have <laughs> UFC. Okay. And Chess Titans. Yeah, on Windows. You actually play chess? Huh? Chess Titans? I've been playing Chess Titans. Wait, I, you're playing chess titans, but you're not playing battle chess, which is by far the superior of the two. I don't even know. Like, oh. just started playing chess titans this week, so. Is it oh, just man. a I chess? I hate chess. Game? I hate chess. <laughs> Ian hates chess. <laughs> uh, I uh, like. I can't even beat the computer on number two out of ten difficulty. Like, just <laughs> impossible. Like, I sit there and I'm like, okay, if I move my pawn here, nothing bad will happen. Oh, that's one dead pawn. And it just happens repeatedly, and I finally just give up. And the screen's like, are you sure you want to exit? This will count as a loss in your records. I'm like, fine. That'll just be zero out of 16 losses. Not like it matters. So <laughs> then I quit playing Chess Titans, and I go back and play it like an hour and a half later. So You should honestly read up on some chess strategies, because if you just know some basic stuff, like I can so beat, much easier. I can beat people in real life, but this computer, it's just like, nope, you lose. Are you sure you're not? Are you sure you're not playing stupid people in real life? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, just like playing small children. Like, are you playing chess against like children? Well, I played against all the hipsters in high school, oh, so okay. I beat them, and they they thought it was impressive. So I thought that was nice, and. They're okay at chess, so... Do you, do you go to the park and play, like, 16 different games at once against <laughs> all these people? Nah, dude. They play against a computer on number 12 out of 10. <laughs> I can't beat them. You go to the park on a Saturday afternoon to play chess, you're one dedicated person. Anyways, that is what I've been playing. So, Dennis, finally, what have you been playing? <laughs> finally. Brother? 
Uh, I've been pretty busy this week, but I did manage to start Deus Ex Human Revolution. Woo! And yeah, well, at this at this moment, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. Um, yeah, well, it feels like it's relying too much on a stealth game for me. Well, it is. It is. Yeah, but I've game. been told like so much that oh, you can go in it uh, as a first-person shooter and not have to worry about the stealth. And then other people's like, Later oh, on. what's that? Later on, you can. I, well, I sure hope so. Yeah, Dennis, yeah, yeah. Because Dennis, don't listen to him. It, don't listen to him. <laughs> no, it's true. Like when you start, when you. Uh oh! Did we lose Ian? We lost Ian. We, I think we, we might lost have. Ian. No. So when you start, you have to use a lot of stealth, but then later on, you get more powers <laughs> yeah. you do first-person shooter stuff. That seems to be about the gist of it. Yeah, I haven't played the game, so I'm assuming what I said is true. <laughs> I hope so. It is, actually. So. I have it, and I haven't played the game, which is blasphemous. Yeah, I you played, like, better. 15 minutes of it and never touched no, it again? No, because I, I had issues with my, uh, with my uh, what's it called, um, my graphics card. Yeah, yeah, it was stuttering, I remember. I was about to make a really dirty joke right there, but I didn't. <laughs> Wait. I appreciate it. I was having issues, never mind, okay. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't understand either. Hey, Ian. Welcome back. Hey, hey Ian. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, as I was saying, you know, it... Yeah, it... It's... <laughs> he picked right back up where he left off. <laughs> <laughs> Train of thought. Train of thought. Gotta to, got to maintain, you know? Yeah, it starts as a stealth game, but as you get powers and stuff, you can play it as a shooter. But it's a very uh, tactical shooter. You can't just, you know, run in guns a blaze and you'll die. You have to crouch and hide behind walls because... It's it's really it's a it's a what, what, what do you call it a cover based shooter so uh-huh. yeah well that yeah. might change I just didn't have enough time to play through it in one sitting so yeah, yeah it's a long game so you yeah. know have fun with it while you were gone Josh gave us a pretty like deep explanation of what you were oh, trying good. to get across so okay I was cool. just guessing Ian you did a much better job Wait, when, <laughs> when you go back and listen to it you'll you'll see mm-hmm. but um. Yeah. Anything else, Dennis? No, no, that's it. We have giveaways. We do. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about next. The giveaways have returned. Well, one of the two reasons you listen to this podcast, the first being Josh's angelic voice. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, and his chodiness. Uh, More so that. I think that's reason number two, isn't it? His chodiness. No, that's just involved with his angelic voice. Oh. I see, thing. I see. It's the same thing. Anyways, we have two copies of Tales from Space Mutant Blobs Attack on the PlayStation Vita. Um, you can only participate in this giveaway if you're in the U.S. Um, you can comment below. And without further ado, this has been the best gaming podcast ever. <laughs> Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye everybody. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>